Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rodcast. Uh, good to have you, Pastor Rod. And so today, really want to be asking the question, with so much need in our world and so much happening, how do we focus our efforts in mission so that we can really make an impact? And so that's what we're really going to be chatting about today. So um, just to start off with Pastor Rod, over the past 20 years of Lifehouse, can you just talk a little bit about what what has Lifehouse been involved in, what kind of missions both locally and internationally, and uh, just share some stories from that. Sure. Well, we came to Japan 20 years ago from Australia with a real vision from God, a vision that God was going to move in Japan. We often talk about the, the vision of a big wave or a tsunami, but not a natural tsunami. It's a spiritual, we, my wife's were a, a vision of a spiritual tsunami full of grace and love, and it, it drenched her. And long story short, we felt it was Japan, tsunami being a Japanese word. So when we came here with a team of young Australians, Viv and I and our two little boys, 10 Australians, we knew we had to share good news in Japan. Mm -hmm. That was the mission. It was pretty clear. And um, when we arrived here, we knew that very few Japanese had heard the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, They might have heard the name Christian or or something, but 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 almost zero knowledge. So our mission was huge. Imagine a nation of 126 million people, and less than one percent would would know anything about Jesus. It's it's a it's a big mission. So we're in it. We're we're in the river of missions from the moment we came. So straight away we we realized we just had to share with whoever we could. We couldn't speak Japanese, so that was a problem, <laughs> and. Uh, we decided to try and meet students um, and people at, in, in um, bookshops and Starbucks who were reading English books, and, and we'd just say hello, and we'd make friends. So the first mission was just to make friends and have a chance to, to share good news with anyone who will listen to our story. Uh, we weren't being heavy or um, argumentative. It's just making friends, and, but we knew the mission was to share good news and I think that's the mission everywhere is to share good news. Now, good news means good news in that culture. So good news has to be thought through, has to have strategy, has to have some idea of, of how, the, how, it's, how it's going or feedback. Or, but we, our, our mission was to share good news. And the good news we had was that God loves you and has a plan for your life. God loves you and has a plan for your life. That was the first mission concept. And uh, we soon discovered there was a scripture here in Japan that helped us. It was from the Old Testament, Jeremiah 29, 11, which simply God speaking saying, uh, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for a future and a hope and not for evil. So we would use this scripture and say to Japanese people, is that interesting to you? And they would say, we don't understand. So we, we would explain um, we believe in God. Do you believe in God? And they say, I don't know. Um, and we say, well, you know, if there was a God, would he be good or bad? And, and their answer was he would be good, which was surprising. Um, not because Japanese are bad, but it's just they didn't know. And then we'd say, well, this good God, what if he had a plan for you? And, and there was a change. Like, like people started to pick up on the concept of destiny or purpose. Yeah. And that was our mission here at the beginning to share friendship and then purpose and then introduce them to Jesus uh, of the Bible. And um, so for 20 years, we've done that without 
changing the basic mission. It's, yeah. it's been um, just more and more people on the mission, which yeah. is called the local church growing. Yeah. So that's what we've done here. And and then the Japanese who became believers joined us in the mission, and now we had Japanese speakers. Yay. <laughs> we finally had some Japanese speakers in Japan, um, young, young Japanese speakers. And so they were growing and, and, and loving the Bible, loving Jesus, receiving Jesus, getting baptized, and then helping, saying, what can we do? So the mission was now bigger, and the mission yeah. was now um, – uh, had its roots in Japan with local people. And once again, 20 years of that, we've built a foundation of really yeah. many, many people uh, receiving Jesus, the church is growing. So then we decided, uh, we we first planted the church in Tokyo, a city of the bigger Tokyo is 43 million people, just a little, just a little village down the road, <laughs> 43 million. Um and then we looked at the second city of Osaka, which has a bigger population of 22 million. The third city, Nagoya, has 10 million, etc. So we realized that Japan was based out of a few very big cities, and they also did not have the gospel. So we started to think about how we could do uh, church planting. Get another team, start in Osaka. Get another team, start in in uh, Sapporo. Get another team, start in Yokohama, etc. And, we, and, and although it was difficult, we just did that for the last 20 years. And now we have 13, one, three campuses in Japan. And um, I don't know how much of this story people want to hear, but um, we had a holiday uh, in Spain, in, in just a family holiday about, um, you know, uh, 12 years ago. And it was on that holiday that, that that vision of the wave, I was thinking about it, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Rod, we – uh, we are not we. God's God saying to me in my heart, um, I called you to reach Japan, and we're not finished. Of course, we're just starting. But would you be open to other nations? And I said, of course, Lord. If you just give me the teams, um, I'd be happy. And a month later, we were offered to take on a very small church in Hong Kong. So you know, new, new country, new language, new culture, Hong Kong. Yeah. And I loved Hong Kong. I'd been there as a young man and loved it. And we took on a small church and long story short, that has become one of our great churches um, under Richard and Janice. And um, so we started to do um, selective church planting in other countries. And yeah. then a lot of people getting saved in Japan were going back to their home country like Taiwan. Uh, and so we said, well, let's start a church in, in Taiwan because they were wanting that. So it was sort of organic after the initial calling to come and reach Japan. Everything else was like, well, let's keep building. Uh, but it is also very complex and very stressful at times and you need finance and team. So it's not just easy to do, which yeah. is probably the, the, the other side of this story. <laughs> There's a cost. There's a yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. So, yeah. So it seems like the idea is that you are reaching people in your local city, but then if God gives you a vision for a new place, it's about local church establishing local churches that can continue to do that in their local city. Um, so, but you you said one thing interesting. You said in the nation that you are in, you need to think of the good news. What is the good news yeah. for that nation? And you said, like for Japan, it's. God loves you and got a plan and purpose for your life. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. I know 
that you lived in Thailand for, I think, four years. And what yeah. was your message in Thailand? What was your good news message there? Uh, the good news there was that God is your creator and he's able to protect you against spirits and to heal your body. Um, so the first message was, was about God's power and God's mm. protection, which was mm. part of my story. And yeah. you can go back to the previous one of the podcasts if you want to hear that. But um, I knew that story personally. I knew God's protection against evil spirits. I knew God's protection in life. And I, I know God's healing power. So I was able to say to all the people in Thailand that did not know Jesus that there is a creator. He created you and he created Thailand and he can protect you and he can heal you. And so we would use healing scriptures from Jesus when Jesus went to a village and and someone got healed or he went to uh, a place and, and, a, and a, a man with a demon got set free. And we shared stories and the people would say, wow, could he bless me? And we'd say, yes, he died and rose again. He can, and we'd start to share the full gospel. But it started with good news. Yeah. And the good news was very different there than Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we've got to discover what I call the cultural code to sharing good news. Now, People might say, well, is this good news? And I'll probably say yes. There's a lot of good news. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But there's some things that connect with the culture. And and I think we have to pray and discover what is the cultural code. And maybe in a a country like Australia or South Africa that's so multicultural, there's probably multiple good news stories. So we have to think about the the audience, the, the people, the education level, the, you know, we need to think about that. Um, and all of it packaged in a gospel of love that God yeah. just loves you and he rose again to help you. Though That must be part of the good news. Yeah, sure. That's awesome. And um, another part of missions or which we've been talking about, I think we mentioned in the last episode is really about adding value to people, um, helping the the poor, widows, orphans, the vulnerable, yeah. uh, really bringing um, – yeah, bringing God's love and seeing a lift in their life. Mm. So, mm. how's that been part of our our church's mission? And and what are some of the things we've been yeah. involved in here in Japan? This is a first world nation or a, a wealthy nation. It's the third biggest economy in the world. It's um it's a beautiful country. It's free. It's democratic. It's a lovely country. It's safe. It's good. And we discovered that it was actually difficult to find ways. Uh, to help the poor in that there wasn't that many overtly poor or clearly in-your-face poor in Japan. I'm sure there is some hidden poverty. And we were in the middle of Tokyo, which is also a very wealthy city. So we found it hard to work out how to help the poor. But we, because of my previous relationships with friends in, in Indonesia, we immediately started saying, we don't know that many poor in Japan, but as a church, we're going to help orphans in in Indonesia. So right from the beginning, we one of our very first offerings was for the poor of Indonesia from our little church in Japan. Um, that doesn't mean we didn't try to help the poor in, in Japan, but they're hidden. Japanese are not going to tell you they're poor. And so you almost need someone to tell you this person has no food or this person has no income. Um it, it's just really hard to find the poor in Japan. Once said that, there are some great churches in Tokyo that have found it an area of, of poverty. 
and they are helping. And I think if someone said, can we help that group? I would say, well, maybe go and help that church's mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and we discovered that our greatest mission in Japan was to reach university students yeah. who were not poor, but they were often without hope, especially in 2002 when we arrived. There was a um, 30% could not get jobs when they graduated. It was the worst time probably in Japan's history for uh, job opportunities. Today, 2022, it's the best ever. Like there's eight jobs for every university lever. But back then, uh, 2002, 30%. So, we did a lot of things like um, helping people with their resumes, helping people with their job job um, interviews and, and getting people ready for and, and upskilling. And we used – I know that's not poverty, but we found a need. And sure. it was in our, our field, which is reaching university students. We also um, did try early on to start a home for pregnant women and a home for single mums in trouble. So we, we, we were, got in touch with a group overseas and we got some wisdom how to do that and we, we, we leased a very nice home here in Tokyo and we, um, about, I think it was th- maybe three or four, it was, maybe it was four bedroom and um, we got two of our young girl, uh, who, girls who become believers to, to live in one of the rooms and share with the other rooms and, and, and all of a sudden we, were, we had this beautiful home, we were ready to go and we couldn't find one person that wanted to come and stay in that home. Couldn't find one person. Now, now that doesn't mean they're not there in Japan, but again, they're not coming forward. They're not coming and saying, I have a need. Yeah. And so we actually had to close that house down, sell the furniture, try and get some money back. Um, and we realized once again that the poverty in Japan is hidden and we just had to help as many people as we could through um, other areas. But giving to the poor of Indonesia and then India, which we could talk about in a minute. But um, we've always had this international giving to the poor. And, you know, Jesus said uh, at one point uh, when, when, when he was being uh, anointed by a lady before he went to the cross, and he said, uh, you'll always have the poor with you. You'll always have the poor with you. So, um, yep, we do have poor in, 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 in Japan. We're trying to find them. Um, but we definitely have poor we can send money to from Japan. Yeah. And we've always done that, as I said, for 20 years in all of our campuses. We take up offerings for uh, the hurting children because we always have the poor with us, even if they're not in our eyesight. Yeah. In Japan. So that's what we've done. We've just said, let's be a church on help the university students here and help poor people overseas. That's so good. And I, I just, um, I think it's so exciting being a part of that mission here in Japan because um, now we're seeing after 20 years or even before 20 years, a church that was in one of the most unreached nations in the world, a, a local church now blessing nations and yeah. sowing into, yeah, beautiful Japanese yeah. people are sowing into India and into Indonesia, into yeah. the Philippines, Myanmar, uh, Nepal, all these different places that mm. we've been able to give into. Uh, Uganda, we're giving into um, to uh, with uh, forgot Watoto. Watoto. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Mm. Um, just so so amazing to see, and I guess it's 
I think in the previous episode, we spoke about that when you've encountered Jesus, you've been changed. You want to go. And that's the, yeah. the driving force of mission is like, I've been changed. And mm. I think Jesus uses the words, freely you've received, now freely give. And I think that's yeah. the driving force of this gospel message. And just so great to see it at work here in Japan. And and the Japanese love the fact that they can give yeah. overseas. It's just church has organized the giving. That's what we do. Yeah. We organize the mission. Yeah. Um, they they may not have given it except for that. And I say to the Japanese, isn't it just what you said? We're not just coming to you. You're going to the world, and they <laughs> they light up. Mm. They light up like a Christmas tree. They just wow, we're giving <laughs> to the world. You know, it's a, yeah. Japanese want to. It's yeah. it's in their nature, and so as a church. Uh, we're organizing their giving to in India, Uganda, Indonesia, like you said, all the places, and they're just mm. so happy. And I'm saying, Japanese yeah. people, you are generous. Your nation is generous. Come on, let's keep giving. And sure. um, they light up. And I yeah. think that's such a, a joy to mm. see in the local church. That's so good. Mm. So, with that, um, what wisdom or uh, thinking would you share with uh, other leaders who are maybe leading churches, communities that really want to focus their giving? Because you can be overwhelmed with the need in the yeah. world. There's just so yeah. much need and it's like sometimes you're like, oh, where do we go? And like, can we make sure. any difference? Like, how do you make a decision of, okay, we're going to go, yeah, and we're going to constantly just work in this area? It's, it's a big question, and, and let me answer it a few ways. I've got some friends in America, very large churches, and they do multiple missions, and it's just I'm, a, I'm in amazement. I'm, I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> but their, their budget is $10 million a year. But they give to missions hugely. Um, but apart from those few churches, most churches are not in that category. So most churches is my answer here, is to find a long-term sustainable missions work that is fruitful that is relational, that your people can get their teeth into and get their vision into, and that we're kicking goals. In other words, we're actually changing lives over many years. So, as a missions leader, um, I would say investigate, maybe talk to some friends about what, 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 what areas are you involved in. I know that we've had a number of American churches contact us, phone us, saying, you know, some of your friends in America said, you're the one to talk to about Japan. And we've said, oh, thank you very much. These are, these are the things that we, we would help. Uh, we need help. We need teams. We need, you know, whatever it is, interns, and we still do. So, I think talk to friends who are, have a good missions program or go, go for a visit and um, through a friend and, and visit a, a country or a region of your country for example, Australia is very large and we've got some real needs in certain communities. So, go and have a look at people doing a good job. I, I think when people just go out and, and do something without relationships, um, it, it's hard and I've heard some actually not great stories. So, I think it's better if you have a, a recommendation or an idea. Now, God gives a revelation about a country, great, research it, send some people, get some relationships, find some great uh, churches, do the homework and yeah. then explain to the church what the goal of this this mission is. It's going to be long-term. We're going to raise these kids or we're going to give to this poor or we're going to educate these people or we're going to help medically here or we're going to dig wells here or whatever the mission is long-term, we're mm. going to help communities and yeah. we're going to have a relationship with that community, which means there needs to be a local church there or a 
trusted Christian friend there overseeing mm-hmm. the work. It's not just sure. random giving. It's it's two people where there's also, you know, we get back photos and reports and we can share with the givers. Yeah. This is what we do. So that would be my my advice is investigate, get some friends, um, and then tell the church what you're going to do with strategy. Strategy is very important in this whole thing is what I'm saying. So good. So I've got a few questions uh, in my mind, but um, first one is like what why what is the difference between just doing a lot of or a little bit in many places versus just doing uh, a lot in one place? What, what's the benefit of just focusing in on one place rather than just giving a bit, yeah, 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 and all over the place? Um, yeah, it's a great question. And I, I think obviously people can have personal burdens they give to and they do. But as a local church, I think it's really important that we don't have a scattergun approach unless, like I said, there's very big churches in America that have a huge budget. Um, but a church of, let's say, 300, you know, two, 300, maybe a lot of our friends around the world, um, I think it's really important to have focus and to say we're actually going to be doing a few things, but this is our focus and we're going to help these kids in Uganda or um, in this country or this ethnic group uh, in our city or this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it long term and it adds focus into mission and young people who want to do something can say, can I be a part of that? Um, and yet they can, they can go and they can come back to the local church they came from. So there's continuity, there's discipleship, which is a different issue, but actually a lot of the teams going out from that, that style of mission, come back more discipled and more on fire from God for their local church. And we've, we've had this many times here. People come on mission in Japan. They blessed Japan. They made some friends, saw a few people saved, and then they went back and their pastor said, wow, they really just got so much passion for our city and our church. And it's like, yay, win-win. Yeah. So uh, I just think the focus and the excitement of great mission will impact everybody, the individual, the church, and the mission field that they go to. So doing a lot um, diminishes that focus and that discipleship aspect. Yeah. Um, also, I think there will be a number of young people that go on mission that actually say, um, because I've seen good mission and I've seen fruit and I've seen our church, I would like to be a pastor or a, a worship leader or a, 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 a missions person. They actually start getting a vision for, or, or they could be in, in business and saying, I want to use some of my business finance for mission. So being part of a successful mission together causes vision. Personal yeah. vision, career vision, study vision, and actually sowing our lives into the mission field. And um, there's a great missions quote I've I heard, um, and uh, I'll think about who said it in a moment. But it's um, only one life will soon be passed, and only what's done for Christ will last. And I think the concept of mission it helps us realize we have one life. And we're going to sow it into a successful mission and and go to heaven rejoicing, yeah. uh, believing God's going to say, well done. And we're going to meet some people in heaven that we actually sowed into on earth. Yeah. And we're going to have some stories in heaven and telling and, you know, uh, you know some of the people we're, we're reaching in India who are, who are kids and their families, we're going to have 
hundreds of hours in in heaven, Adrian, talking to them and tell me about your life. And I think heaven is going to be full of storytelling, rejoicing because of the mission here on earth. And it helps that we're part of a local church to focus that mission. So good. Um, I also just want to talk about how how we when we're talking about more social justice kind of mission, like helping the poor, the widows, orphans, those kind of things. What 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 do you think differentiates the mission of Jesus in these areas? Because uh, there's a lot of good people in the world that aren't following Jesus, doing great, amazing yeah, things, blessing absolutely. people, changing lives, but. What what does what does the church bring to that kind of mission uh, versus yeah. someone who doesn't know Jesus? Well, well, I praise God for all the amazing works and people around the world. But to answer your question, we're we're doing that too, but we're adding the good news of Jesus Christ. So you 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 can do one without the other, but I think doing both together is the optimal mission work yeah. because we're helping lives, thinking about thinking about people we help. We don't ask anyone to become Christians because we help them. That yeah. will never be our philosophy. We help yeah. them because we love them. Yeah. But they're in great need in other areas other than food or water. They're in great need in relationships, in healing, uh, emotional healing, um, forgiveness areas, uh, lifestyle, and salvation in Jesus Christ. And so we're able to not give give that at the expense of um, other areas, but together, social work and the good news of Jesus is just the most amazing uh, thing we can do with our lives. And also, we're helping them live on earth, and then we're offering them, um, for those who want to hear more, we're offering them the good news of Jesus. And as I said, we'll see them in, inter- in eternity yeah, uh, forever. We've helped them now and forever Yeah, would be my answer. So good. Awesome. We've got a few more minutes left and I, I, I would love you just to uh, share share from your heart. Uh, I know that you, <laughs> you've been doing that the whole time, but um, being I've been part of your team for a few years and really feeling like recently there's this, there's this new sense of prophetic excitement about the future. So, yeah. would you just speak to us um, about sure. what, what are you seeing in the future of missions? What's happening in the world? What's God doing and what are you excited about? Yeah. Well, let's just bring it into the context of COVID. COVID-19 has changed the world and um, whatever was done before is great and a lot of that will continue because it's a great foundation. But we're not going back to what we had. The, the, the new reality is that we've got to live in this world and there's a lot of churches that are smaller. Um, a lot of people are not coming back, but, but the people coming back seem to be passionate and we're also discovering a whole bunch of new people have come from online viewership or friends, there is just a new wave right now in Japan and some of our other nations as well, Indonesia and other nations, just a real, real wave. And I would say get excited again about missions, even if there's been some difficult times in the pandemic, our Mm -hmm. churches might be smaller, our budget might be smaller, but don't give up on mission. Remember that God is always moving and I believe that we are getting ready for the greatest move of the Holy Spirit in the history of the world. Come on. I know it's been said before, and some people might be cynical and say, that's been said before, but I really believe it. I yeah. sense it. The river of God is flowing around the world and God mm-hmm. is getting ready. What we need to do is also get ready for that moving. 
Because mm. if God moves and we're not ready, we could lose some stuff. Yeah. But if we're ready, discipled, people knowing the Bible and trained yeah. and uh, excited church and uh, worshipers and families together, and God moves, we yeah. are going to be ready to do the next big thing that yeah. we should do. And I think there are some nations in the world that have not yet received the gospel. Do you know that 42% of the world are still unreached? Unreached means they have not yet had a reasonable chance to hear about Jesus Christ. 42% wow. by the Joshua Project. That's the big number. And so that 42% has got to change. And I'm believing the online outreach, um, new outreach, moving of the Holy Spirit, it's time to motivate before we see God doing something. It's yeah. time to motivate before we can even get to nations. Mm. So in that sense, I'm very excited and hopeful and yeah. visionary. Come on. And I would sp speak to anyone that would listen to my humble cry, get ready for the next move mm. of God. Come and on. that includes missions. It includes missions giving. It, it includes training in the local church. It includes looking to how we can help. And then let's go. Let's do something in this next season because God has a big plan for us all. Awesome. So one minute, how do I, how yeah. do I get myself ready for, for this move? Pra practice sharing your testimony. Just what has God done for you? What is the good news in your life and how you can share it? And how can your church share good news in your community and in somewhere in the world have a focus uh, and get together as a church in unity and say, let's make a difference together. Awesome. So good. Awesome. Can you just pray for us and then we can close? Lord, thank you. You've called us on mission. Your Holy Spirit is in us. You have a great plan. I pray we will be forward thinking, getting ready for this great move of God, both in our own lives, in our local church, and then into the world with your strategy and power in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks, Pastor. That was awesome. I'm pumped for mission. And I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week.